0: What's up guys welcome to episode 32 of the sports show with Ben and Dylan we are here today uh, kind of an unexpected episode you guys probably weren't expecting this episode to come out Um, however we are here today uh, to talk about the NBA finals the NBA finals uh, wrapped up last night so we have kind of a short episode here uh, to, to talk about that.
1: Uh, yeah, so it, the series went to six with LeBron James uh, being named the finals MVP uh, of the series. That was potentially controversial, um, mostly for people who do not appreciate bronze greatness. Uh, a lot of people thought AD deserved it. I personally do not think that. I thought maybe through three games, but then he sort of disappeared, uh, and, and he, although he was good at the end of the series, LeBron was still fairly the leader of the team. Uh, in Game 6 last night, he did not go down without a fight. Uh, or, he did not go down with a fight. They sort of got blown out of the water, trailing 64-36 to 36 at halftime. It was not close. Uh, any, anything you want to say about last night, yeah.
0: yeah, I do have some things I would like to say. But first, as always, uh, this episode of the sports show with Ben and Dylan is brought to you by Garden Greens. Garden Greens, the best lawn care service around. The Los Angeles Lakers of uh, lawn care service, if you will. Um, But uh, Garden Greens is the best lawn care service around. Garden Greens, helping your garden stay clean. Um, Okay. Thoughts on last night. Uh, Just game six specifically. um, It was an interesting one. I... The, the Lakers played very, very well. They played terrific defensively and were more or less scoring at will uh, on the offensive And so props to them. Um, however, I was a little disappointed, to be honest with you, in the Heat. Um, I thought this is a team that had basically been known for their, uh, their will to win and their desire and their fight, and I really didn't see a lot of that. Um, I think effort – uh, in basketball is, for the most part, measured on the defensive end, rebounding, hustle plays, and there wasn't a lot of that. Uh, the the Heat did not play very good defense. Um, they got out-rebounded, they got out-hustled, and they got out-played. Um, so the Lakers were the better team. I think everybody more or less knew that coming into the series. Basically, everybody projected um, the Lakers to win, but the Heat started to give them at least a little bit of a fight, winning two games. Um, some people thought, especially after the first game, that it was going to be a sweep uh, or at the very least a win in five. Uh, but no, I, I was I was disappointed in the Heat. I thought there wasn't – they just didn't give – I don't know. I, I really couldn't tell if it was just a lack of effort by the Heat or a lack of talent that that they were really just – not as talented as the Lakers. I think it was a combination of both. The Lakers played very, very well, but I thought the Heat could have done a lot better and could have shown a lot more effort.
1: I thought it was interesting uh, how this team, who even, well, game two, or game one and game two, they sort of got blown out, but then we got to game three, Jimmy Butler, huge performance, they won. Uh, game four, they put up a huge fight, lost, closed. And then and then game five, they also won. Uh, so I really, now that was three straight games of them at least putting up a big fight, I expected them to come out and maybe not win, but at least make it close. And it just wasn't, the game started sort of close. But by the end of the first quarter, they were down eight. And by half they were down 28. Uh, this game was not interesting, or it was interesting, but it was not... Competitive, but some things that I did think were interesting were the post game celebrations from the Laker players.
0: Yeah, uh, some interesting ones for sure. Jr. Smith took off his shirt before um, before the game uh, even ended. Um, I don't. You can talk a little bit about that.
1: Uh, yeah, he actually I guess inspired the whole Lakers team to start taking off their shirts because at least all that I saw in the post-game interviews, uh, Coos was without a top, and, and so was you go to Alex Caruso, who got a ring. Uh, also, in other news, Dwight Howard um, got a ring, which is good for him. And, and although he's probably already a Hall of Fame lock, and although him barely playing in the finals wouldn't necessarily boost his, his Hall of Fame resume, still to have that one ring is good, um, in other news, I think this is sort of weird and not important. But Demarcus Cousins, who you may remember, was on the Lakers until probably like February. Uh, I think it was around February, around the trade deadline. Actually, is eligible. Eligible, sorry, to get a ring. I thought that was kind of funny because he yeah, that's right interesting.
0: One. Um, yeah. So this was um, an interesting game uh, for sure. Uh, as you know we've basically talked um about the game now um how how much farther do you think this um this Lakers team can go how much how many more seasons can they be competitive for? Obviously it's looking like Davis isn't gonna leave in free agency um what, what do you what do you think this championship means for the future of this this core of the Lakers?
1: I mean, what's interesting is when you have what in a few years when Kawhi is aging, Harden is aging, LeBron is, I mean, he probably won't age, but <laughs> assuming he does age, uh, you have at least the top three, maybe even the best player in the league um, in, in a few years down the line in Anthony Davis, and then you still, for the rest of the so you have him for the rest of the future, but you also, right now, still have at least he would, in my opinion, because he's clearly not slowing down, maybe two or three more good years from LeBron. Uh, so I think long-term, they are the championship favorites for next year and, and maybe even the championship favorites for the next two years. I think this team long-term has a, a enough talent with AD and LeBron to contend for a few more years, and, and hopefully if AD stays uh, this off season. uh they can contend for the rest of 80s prime. Uh, I think this team, I, or actually, no, I know this team, 21, 21, 20, or 2021 title odds came out, and they were the favorites. Um,
0: By a slight think, amount, but yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. I, I just feel like this team is talented enough to
0: contend long-term. Do you agree? I agree. I think I, I think long-term, um, maybe not, but definitely for the next three years. I mean, I guess it really depends on what your definition of, of, of long-term is if you define it as, you know, the next three years, yeah, five years, maybe, ten years, I don't know. Now we're just getting into you, – you can never predict the NBA five years or ten years out. Um, no, I think this team can definitely contend um, for for the future. I think, I mean, who knows how much longer LeBron's prime is going to go until he's in year seventeen um, of basically his prime. Um, and I think he's going to continue to elevate his game. But I think what will be really interesting is assuming LeBron and AD stay together for the next couple of years how is it going to be for lebron to maybe not not necessarily right away but how is it going to be for lebron to not necessarily be the best player on his team because as you just talked about and i would completely agree i think i mean i think at this point i'm not by any means a lebron hater but at some point he has to fall off at least a little bit so you know, I I think he will still be a top ten player for the next at least three years. Um, it, you know, just based on the longevity and you know how he takes care of his body, how he you know makes sure that you know, he he he's saved up for the playoffs. How is it going to be for him? Not necessarily being the best player on the team because I think Davis at this point is a top ten player and is only going to get better as he is right in the middle of his his prime and and this. Uh, prime for leBron can't last forever so at some point it has to end he has to drop off at least a little bit so I think that will be interesting when when you talk about the long-term future of the Lakers um you know how will it be for LeBron because basically as soon as he came into the league he was more or less the best player on every team he has played on
1: uh yeah I mean not more or less actually yeah not- best play on every team he's played on and and i think it's possible i don't i don't see it because he's voiced out how he wants to play with uh brawny uh by the end of his career or or he wants to play with brawny when brawny gets drafted into the league assuming he does uh and i think that's interesting because that is potentially risking the fact that he won't retire on top or at least near the top of the league. I think if he then chooses the ladder of retiring sooner than we expect, then I don't know if he'll ever have to because I don't expect next year, especially with the performance from LeBron this year, for AD to be the best player on the team. Right, right. Maybe a year down the line or two years down the line. I'm not sure uh, when LeBron is going to decline, if he ever does. Uh, But... I think that'll be interesting how an AD LeBron duo with AD that being the better player um, works out because in the long run, no matter who's better, LeBron's still probably the leader of that team. Right.
0: Yeah, um, 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 I would agree. Now, uh, the other side of uh, of this series, where do you think the Heat stand as far as contending for the future? Obviously, they were the five seed coming into the playoffs. Um, if you talk, you talk about, um, you know, you go all the way back to last July um, and, and the offseason where Butler decided to leave the Sixers and a sign and trade and go to the Heat. A lot of people were questioning that move. Why is he going to what most would consider not a contender? And he leads this team as the leader of this team along with um, Bam Adebayo. Obviously, everybody knows the rest of that squad. Um, he goes from basically bringing this team to uh, to a non-contender to uh, the finals runner-up. Where do you think the Heat stand for next year, as far as where they contend? Are we are we sure that this wasn't just um, you know a a fluke? Um, as I'm sure a lot of people will, a lot of the LeBron haters will find a way to say that he didn't beat anybody. But this this Heat team beat uh, the Bucks, so um, you know a lot of people were, or a good amount of people, could have seen a Lakers box and the Heat upset the box, obviously. So, uh, where do you think this Heat team stands um, for the future?
1: So I think this team stands solid for the future. The only problem is. And I don't think this run was a fluke. I think this whole team performed super well, and and they are a playoff team for at least the next few years or at least while Jimmy's prime run, runs out. But then you still have Bam and you still have Hero and, and you still have a bunch of other guys. And, and then with the possibility of you acquiring in the next few off seasons Giannis or Bradley Beal or somebody else uh, – who can and sort of return them to being good again? I'm not sure. And and when we, whenever we do our our preseason predictions for next NBA season, because it's it's not determined when the season's starting. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to have the heaping as good, but I think that that window is still open. I still think Jimmy could have another incredible playoff run. Uh, along with Bam being even better. Uh, I, I see, now I, I know how the bubble and the playoffs ended, but I see Bam sort of breaking out in a in a Pascal Siakam type way. He had a most improved level season, and then helped his team go to the finals, uh, and he was really the second best player on a championship team, and then he really broke out. And I I don't want to bet on it, but I could very well see Bam being better than Jimmy next season. Uh We'll see how big of a step he makes. So I think with Bam, who is going to be a, a top, at least top 10, top 5 probably, center in the league for years to come, I think this Heat team can very well still contend for uh, for a little while.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I think that they for for sure can um, can contend for a little while. But I think the unique thing that you saw with this Heat team Um, And and it was largely impacted by the bubble atmosphere was that, you know, you know, as I talked about um, the lack of the lack of effort, I guess, um, in last night's game, the Heat were known for that fight that will to win Jimmy Butler and, you know, Jimmy, but it's going to start at the top with Jimmy Butler, who's going to do everything it takes to win and everything that is possible to win, whether it's putting up triple-doubles or, or just you know being the vocal leader of this team, trash-talking LeBron, as we saw um, in the first game they won. Um, I think what was unique about this bubble experience for the Heat was that they were all kind of able to rally together without the distractions of fans. You know, all being in the same hotel for three months, they were able to really come together and have fun, and really just start winning games because of how much they wanted to win. How much Jimmy Butler hates to lose, and when you have young guys like Tyler Hero um, and and, such, and and Kendrick Nunn, who wasn't a huge factor in the playoffs, but still. Um, when you have guys like that who can rally around Jimmy and say oh Jimmy's bringing it I don't want to be the guy that gets in Jimmy's way of of a title because you know Jimmy kept saying you know we're winning the title nobody's in our way you know I you know as he was saying to LeBron they're in trouble they're in trouble right there's nothing on us and they were really able to put, play free and without um and without any pressure because nobody was really expecting them to win and I think that started with the Milwaukee series. Um, and you just kind of saw it throughout. They were the underdogs throughout. Jimmy loves that. And, you know, we've seen it throughout Jimmy's career where he, he will do whatever it takes to win. He, he loves being the underdog. He loves to be doubted. He loves when he's underestimated and then proves to you that he is, you know, a top whatever player in the league, a great player. Um, I think that was unique in the bubble because they were all kind of able to rally around one another and you know go on this this mission to the finals and to try to win a title. Obviously, that didn't work out for them, um, but I think that was really unique. And I think it's going to be tough to see that um, in a normal year where you have fans, where you have um, you know all the media content. Obviously, there was media there, but not as much media coverage um you know as we usually see from a local uh perspective it was all national media that was there um so i think it will be interesting to see how this team continues that that mission to eventually win a championship
1: it's crazy um and at the end of the day, I'm not sure that this Heat team, with some of the powers in the league, unless they acquire um, someone great like Giannis, uh, will ever be a championship team. But uh, it still, or it still will be in the future. Crazy to look back on this incredible run the Heat and really the Lakers too, made in this bubble. And people can say it's fluky, um, and and that there was no fans, and that these players were locked in. Not locked, but basically just kept in a hotel for what three four mo- uh yeah like three four months uh or yeah three months. But it really proved some of thing or, or it really proved some things that will be important even in a different circumstance, especially for the Heat, but for a lot of other teams uh, in the future and next season when if there is fans... or. When there is eventually fans in the stadium again, and and we will really prove, I guess what what the bubble really meant to these NBA players.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. So we can move on now to the next topic. Obviously, as you have mentioned, you are a huge LeBron um, fan. You have mentioned that multiple times on the podcast. Where does this stand for his legacy? Where does this? Um, fourth championship and his third Finals MVP for um, for th- three different franchises. His fourth uh, Finals MVP total. Um, we'll talk about that and then we'll we'll try to settle the Finals MVP debate. Okay.
1: Um. Uh, so LeBron James and I don't know when I came around on this. I think it was the bubble, just how him at, or really just his whole year. Uh, but I was waiting for him to really prove a reason for me to think this, uh, and he sure did in this NBA Finals, uh, LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time. Now, that is controversial. He does not have a better resume than Michael Jordan. I think if I'm doing a list, I'm probably ranking Jordan over LeBron, but with what LeBron has done, and I know Jordan is still balling out at an old age, but LeBron, who's played for now years, 17 years, and has been great in all 17, and has led three different teams to championships, something that none of the top 10 players besides him have done. Uh, it's just crazy how people, or, or how much he, and how for now, or parts of three decades, he has been the best player in the league it is crazy all of the things that's done and I'm happy that he got a ring to get him a shot at the best basketball player of all time, case
0: Yeah. I I always struggle with uh, the the goat debate. Um Jordan definitely has a better resume. Six titles, three three peats. Um some might say eight straight if he doesn't go to win uh, to go to baseball, but I, I heavily disagree. I don't think he wins eight Street, because um, those Bulls teams, um, just, I, I think it's impossible to win eight Street. Um, um, I, I think it really depends on what your definition of greatest is. Is it the person with the best resume who's done the most in their career and in their life? If so, I think it's Michael Jordan. Um if you think it's the person who has been on top for the longest and has had the most talent and has been the best or one of the best players in the league for a long for the longest period of time, then I think it's LeBron. Um, year seventeen, he's dominating. Um, I mean, the best player uh, on a finals championship team. Uh, I mean, he's dominating, came into the league straight out of high school and has been, has basically torn the league apart ever since. So I think it really just depends on what your definition of greatest is. As I just said, if it's the person who has the best resume and has had the best career, it's Jordan. If your definition is the person who has been the greatest and been the best for the longest amount of time, I think it's LeBron. Uh,
1: I just think it's it's crazy how it's such a competition. They are the two greatest players of all time. Why does it have to be a competition? They all have their their positive, um, or they, they all have their advantages over one another. Uh, but in the long run, LeBron has cemented himself as, in my opinion, a co-greatest player of all time.
0: Well, I think it's just because the reason it's a constant debate in our society is because people always want a best, always want a champion, um, and, and won't be satisfied with a co-greatest player of all time. And the reason it continues to go on and has been sparred, not only because LeBron is a great player, but because not only just the younger generation, but people in general want want to feel like they witnessed the greatest the the youngest generation wants to feel like they witnessed the greatest player of all time in lebron the the mj defenders not only do they think mj was better and had a better career they they want to feel like they were alive and watched it happen in real time the best player at his best, um, doing it for, um, an extended period of time. Um, and I think that's why it's a constant debate because people always want to fill to, and I think part of the reason, um, it, you know, we don't really consider Bill Russell to be the greatest basketball player of all time, even though he won 11 championships is because people are always looking to fulfill that void of the greatest um who actually is the greatest people always want um something more and they want to feel like they witness the greatest to it
1: yeah i just feel like it'd be so so interesting or it obviously wouldn't work but um if like you saw or if if let's say time didn't exist or like humans were like could could live everything and if we could actually experience all of these players uh and like, like the problem is with people making argument, and and this is for me and you too. I mean, we didn't see Russell, we didn't see Jordan. I it just it doesn't necessarily help us form an opinion. If we saw Jordan, we saw LeBron, we saw Russell, we saw Will, we saw Magic, we saw Bird, we saw everyone, could really have a a bigger like I guess scope on who is actually the best player of all time.
0: Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, now for the last topic um, of the episode. Um, the at least somewhat controversial finals MVP winner was LeBron James. Should it have been Anthony Davis? We'll, we'll pose it to you like that. Um, no, it should not have
1: been. Are you telling me who played better in the series? Or... or- I might be saying, look, A.D., I don't know, I still might be leaning towards LeBron, it's pretty close, who played better, but who meant more to his
0: team? Yep.
1: Maybe from a season standpoint, it's to A.D., because he came in and made his team a contender, but... Without like it's it's the you just go into this dumb argument of oh if you take LeBron off, or AD off the team then they're not going to the playoffs but if you take LeBron off the team they're also not going to the playoffs. It, there's no real way to figure out who is more meaningful to this team. But I think who's been more clear uh to this to this whole squad throughout the um throughout the bubble and who I genuinely think has played better. I think this this award deserves to go
0: to LeBron James. I would 100% agree with that. Um, yeah, I think that is it. Thank you guys for listening. Shorter-ish uh, episode. Um, and, again, as I said at the top of the show, kind of a surprise, but we wanted to talk about the finals um, as that wrapped up. But, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday to do our normal NFL recap stuff. Um, and, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Bye.